Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially empowered. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and begin to live life on their terms. In this show, we get real and uncomfortable as we unpack our beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors that aren't serving us anymore. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. So let's dive in. Hi, you guys. Welcome to today's episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm your host, Megan Dwyer. Today, I'm sharing my conversation with life coach, mom, and entrepreneur, Julie Ciardi. Julie is absolutely incredible. She is so real and honest and has this amazing energy, which you're going to hear in our conversation, while also like providing women with this encouragement and support that we all need to be our best selves. I am so grateful for the opportunity to talk with Julie. I have learned so much from her in the very short time that we spoke and wish that I could have talked to her for three hours longer, honestly. I just absolutely love this conversation. So who is Julie? Julie is a former Fortune 500 marketing vice president who made the quantum leap to freedom after two decades in corporate. She's on a mission to help thousands of women become their best selves filled with purpose and passion. Julie believes that we all have the ability to live a life by design, not by default. As women, there has never been a better time to come out of the fog of shoulds and ask the question, what do I actually want? Whether you want to achieve results in your business, health, and wellness, or in your relationships, we have the power to take responsibility and make it happen. It's up to us to work to become that woman now. Julie is so passionate about helping other women ignite the purpose, passion, and prosperity and profit that lies within themselves and their families by becoming the person that we're meant to be. And in our conversation today, we talk about our purpose path, right? How it gets blocked, uh, freedom, both physical and mental. We talk about how to live a life by design, not by default. We talk about mindset transformation, especially in the battleground, which you'll find out what that is. And obviously so much more. You guys can uh, listen to Julie's podcast called Ignite Her Mind, anywhere where you find your podcasts. You can also check her out at juliciardi.com. That's uh, J-U-L-I-E-C-I-A-R-D-I, where you can find out more about her. She also offers two main programs for women, one where she helps women really just figure out what they want out of life, and also a mindset and life coaching certification school, which you can check out at ignitecoachschool.com. I'll also link both of these in the show notes as well. All right, you guys, without further ado, here is my exciting, amazing, so fun conversation with Julie Ciardi. Hi, Julie. Welcome to the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm so excited to be talking with you today. Hey, Megan, I am so excited for this conversation. I have a feeling it's going to be pretty epic. <laughs> Me too. All right. So let's start by having you tell the audience about yourself and your mission in the world. Sounds good. So I'm Julie Ciardi, and I have for the last, I guess, 
four or five, five years now. Um, I've been an entrepreneur, my own boss. Um, it's kind of morphed and changed over over the last few years, but my my mission has never wavered. And that is to really to help ignite women. I say all over this planet, that's how big I feel this mission is, um, to really wake up and to be able to step into what I call her, which is your highest potential, your, and your potential for your like greatest joy, right? We sometimes think potential and we think money, <laughs> prosperity. That's one of it. But we are all here for a purpose. And we've kind of got lulled to sleep a little bit in the the day to day of life, especially as moms. And so I really feel like my purpose on this planet is to actually help ignite women kind of to awaken to their soul's purpose, why they're here and to step into that full joy, purpose and freedom. I absolutely love it. Don't mind my dog barking and howling in the background, by the way. there's Because this is real and this is how we operate because I'm a mom, you're a mom, and we have lives. We have lives, exactly. This is, like, we are so aligned with, I think, our passions and for helping women. And I really just want to go back. Like, let's go back in time to how, when, and why you decided to do all this. Absolutely. And I love telling this story because I I think that my story is part of my mission to tell because I think it opens up the thinking around what's possible. Um, I didn't have this anywhere in my life, so I kind of had to go first and I love to be able to help share it. So maybe it can help other people make some big steps. But I, you know, very much grew up in the the mentality of, you know, you go to school, you know, you do do great in school to get into a good college, and then you go to college and you land that great job for, you know, great company that's secure and all the things, and pretty much you you kind of stay there until you retire. Um, proverbial boxes, right? Yeah, all the boxes, total type A, you know, like you got to, you know, whatever. Um, and I even got my master's in business, which I laugh all the time because this is a money podcast, but I laugh all the time that I was an economics undergrad major. And then I was a math, I got my MBA, I got my master's in business administration. And while I learned how to account for money, you know, uh, tally money, um, you know, invest money, all the different things you can think of with money, never how to make money. Like, no one ever taught me how to go make money, which now I love to talk about because there's so many ways to make money and it doesn't have to just be the traditional ways that we think of, but it's not funny. Like no one ever taught me go, like how to go oh, make yeah. money. or how to make it. And even a step further, how to, how to yeah. manage, right? Like we're not, we want to, again, one of my massive like pet peeves here is that we are not taught this in school. So it oh, just sets all. us up for essentially like struggle later yeah. on. Yeah. And we're not taught, like we're taught this very linear path of money where it's like, you know, you make money in a job, you save as much as you can and invest as much as you can live on what you can. And, you know, to hope and pray that everything aligns and historical market trends play out. <laughs> You're not a financial planner, you know, and then hopefully you, you have enough to hopefully see the note, note the word hopefully all the way through this thing yep. until you know you you die like i'm sorry but i don't love that story you know and the thing that's amazing is that money is just energy and when i learned the law of compensation uh it changed everything for me and it was that money is an exchange of service of 
value. And there's so many, there's now more than ever, okay? Now more than ever with the way that technology is, the time that we are living in, there has never been a better time to be able to create more money. So I always call it, I call it active income. It's like, like we think about one path. We think about our, you know, let's say it's our salary that we get from an employer. And so let's, for most people, many people, that's two, that's the, 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 the two spouses in a two family, you know, two spouse home, like they each have a, an employer that's giving them money and they have those two streams. That's what I was taught. That's what I was taught. That's what a lot of people are taught, but really yeah. that's, there's so many other opportunities out there to create more active income. Because I don't love the idea of waiting for maybe hopefully someday for living a certain way. I want to live a certain way now and and save and invest. And so I kind of got onto this, like I was stuck in this loop of, again, that was my money story. You know, you get paid by someone else and you should never risk, you know, that salary, you know, and, you, and, and hopefully someday I would do something I wanted to do. So I always had this someday thing in my mind from the time of my early twenties until I got into my thirties, I was like, well, I'm going to do this for now. And then someday I want to have my own business. Someday I want to do my own thing. And for the funniest thing, again, what I thought it was going to be forever, because I just didn't know what was possible. And this was before the age of social media and the internet in a lot of ways, um, was I was going to open a floral shop. Like I just wanted to like, you know, I went to my own florist shop. I wanted to have these gorgeous flowers. Flowers always made me happy and it was great energy. And I wanted to work with people on like their saddest days and their happiest moments and be a part of all that. Like that's what I thought I was going to do someday. Yeah. It, funny thing, right? But there's just these seeds that get planted. And what happened was though, is that I'm in this career. I become the primary breadwinner because my husband, we, we retired him last year, which was awesome. But before that, he was 23 years as a police officer. And I, I went up the ranks at IBM and I ended up in like executive roles. I was vice president of marketing um, in one of the divisions at IBM. I was making a lot of money. A lot, a lot, a lot of money. Had a big, beautiful house. We went on these big vacations. I have three kids. I was not happy. And I think what was really challenging, and this could resonate for, um, for, for your listeners, is that I kept telling myself, but you should be. So I had my third child. There's a big age difference between my first two and my, and my last one. And so he's eight. So about seven years ago, eight years ago, I was holding him in the nursery. And of course, you know, you try to have the nice things to make you happy, right? So it was the cutest nursery. It was like all nautical theme and it was so pretty and pottery barn and blah, 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 right? And I'm in there and I'm rocking them. And I'm like, the word purpose just kept like, I couldn't shake this word anymore. And it just kept coming up for me. I remember rocking him in that nursery, literally like it was yesterday. Now he's in third grade. And I just knew I wasn't where I was supposed to be. And so I had this kind of divine, like universe type experience with that. And then I had the me that's like, but you're the primary breadwinner, but you should be happy. You have a good job. You, you know, have three beautiful children and this great life. Like, who are you to start questioning any of this? And, and, and I started to feel really guilty and I, but it got to the point where I couldn't ignore it anymore. 
And I had to start pursuing what this meant. And I didn't know what it was going to mean, but I started to let myself think and expand my thinking, expand my possibilities. And by just starting that process back in 2016, okay, like my entire life changed in the most amazing, dramatic way. Now I can get into some of the big decisions that had to be made once I kind of went down that path, but I first started to like have to actually start answering that call and to be honest with myself that even though I should air quotes, be happy and so grateful. And it wasn't that I wasn't, I mean, my God, I love those kids, but I, I was like, something is not right here. I'm not doing the thing that lights me up. And of course, while I was in the day job, I was miserable. I mean, it was like, I felt like my soul was being sucked out of me and I um, just was getting more and more unhappy. And of course, you know, when you are like that, you tend to try to find your happiness in other things. So my, I was trying to find my happiness in my husband, happiness coming from my children. That's a terrible place to be because when you are dependent on other people's behavior oh, yeah. for your happiness, that's a disaster right there. Um, and in, in buying things or yeah. experiencing things, right? Right. Yeah. right. And I, I just, I was like, this is not where I want to be. This is not where I want to be. That is that resonating at all? Oh my God, like a thousand percent, because uh, there's so many people out there, myself included, I feel like who sometimes you just like, you're going through the motions, you're on this treadmill every day. And then you just like, when you finally do have a moment of quiet, you're like, what am I even doing? Who am I? Why am I, what am, you know? And, and I think to, to that whole idea of purpose that you just said is so hard for us to discover. So one of the things that I like to, I bring up and I talk about sometimes on the show is really just like giving yourself that gift of like quietness to even recognize that because so many women, I feel like don't even let it down, right. You just, or exactly. And then you find those, like we just said, those coping mechanisms, shopping, whatever it is like drinking wine or like, or, or putting all your energy into your kids and like their activities, Whatever. And you know what, Megan, that society is only perpetuating exactly. all of that, right? Absolutely. Worse yep. than ever. I mean, I, I kind of straddle two worlds because I have a 19-year-old and a 17-year-old, and then I have this eight-year-old. And yeah. here's what I watched. Back at, with the 19-year-old and the 17-year-old, there was no Pinterest. There was no social media oh, when they yeah. were younger. The only things I could see is if I went to someone else's first birthday party and in New York, they're insane. Um, or if I went to someone else's house, could I see with my eyes how other moms were doing things? Does this make sense? Mm-hmm. Now flash forward to having the eight-year-old now, everyone's everything is on display. Right. This one's nursery is on Facebook now. And this one, and you're like, am I doing pregnancy right? Am I doing this right? Am I, it's like, oh my, it's so wor- much worse, I think, than it has ever been. So here you have the this, like, I, we are really in, I think, a very challenging time as women because mm-hmm. our souls and who we are and what we want and and the opportunities are greater than they have ever been in the history. However, our roles as moms 
has not, it had, not only has it not changed, it's gotten way heavier in, oh, yeah. in it, right? Like, or heavy is the wrong word because it's not always bad. Not all of it's bad. No, but, but it's more like, intense. It's like holding you back. Yes. The, right? Because the, the moms in the seventies, like my mom was like, bye. Right. Like, the, the bar I mean. was so low. There's no, ex- there wasn't the, the, I think it's the expectations that we have Ooh. now on ourselves. And because, the kids talk. Oh yeah. And the kids see each other's social media. So this one had this sweet 16 that like it's gotten insane. Yeah. And so it's holding us back and it's like, it kind of ties into um the next part of like what I was going to share with our story, because we're on this like we've been on this path for probably the last several decades, which is you like, you're always on this trajectory further upwards, right? So you kind of start with maybe that apartment and then it's maybe a starter home. And then maybe you get the bigger home and then you, oh, you're putting in the pool and then the addition, and then you're driving better cars. And it's like this, right? It's like this whole up, up, up. But what happens with that, I call it the lifestyle, the income lifestyle trap, So listen, I'm not going to lie. It's better to be in the income lifestyle trap than it is to be in the income lifestyle gap, which the income lifestyle gap is you want a lifestyle that you, that your, your funds will just not get you there. But there's a lot of people that are in the space of, they are making good money in their careers or with their jobs or whatever. And they've got this lifestyle that they kept going like this, but they're not happy in what they're doing. Now, how do you get out of that? And that is the decision that I had to make. We had this like 4,000 square foot home in a very high tax area of New York. And I felt handcuffed to my house. We were going on these big extravagant vacations. And I turned to my husband and I finally had to have the discussion when I could not stop the, you're not where you're supposed to be. This isn't where you're supposed to be. You know, like it just like the universe kind of comes in and, you know, the divine, whatever you believe, right, comes in and it's like, Time is now like you, this is, cannot continue at this pace. And so I had the conversation with him and I said, listen, I need, I can't do this. I I really want to do something else. I just know it's going to require me to take a step back in this salary, at least even for a period of time. I don't know how long, but I, I start a business. Like you don't go from like, you know, right. you don't all of a sudden have a million dollar business it just doesn't work like that. Um, yes. so I knew it was going to have this rent period and I wanted to give myself that ability. And I knew it meant we were going to have to sell our house. And so we did in 20, early 2017, um, we sold our house. We downsized. Um, I actually love this house 10 times more than, than that house, but we downsized, we reduced, you'll love this as a financial planner. We reduced our, um, our expenses, our house expenses, tax expenses by 60%. Ooh, that's amazing. It's amazing. Right. And I remember the accountant that we were working with at the time said, it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much money you keep. Exactly. So we just decided to make some big, bold moves. And, and it was so, but it made, it was, if you had the visual, it was like almost like maybe to other people's perspectives of taking a step back right? You're going from the bigger house to the smaller house and figuring out, you know, like, you know what, we're going to do this kind of vacation instead of that vacation for right now. So it was like a temporary pullback to actually be able to get on another on-ramp. People are so afraid to do that. They're afraid what other people are going to think. Yeah. They're afraid to take a step back from maybe the, 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 the lifestyle that they have. But let me tell you, I have never in my life been happier 
than I have been since the day I left that job that was not serving me anymore. Well, and let's like dig into that a little bit more. Like, what is it? One of the things that I'm really trying to get to on my own personal journey that I share on the podcast as well is like this idea of freedom, this feeling of freedom. And so I think that this is all related, right? You, you said, I'm done with that, like grind with the corporate, just treadmill, all of that. And you just said, I'm done. Right. And so to me, Yes, it's the physical, it's the job that you're doing. It's the, I'm, I'm miserable. I don't like this every day, but it's also like freedom also comes in another way in term, in the form of your mindset and your thoughts. So what I'm kind of working through right now is my own like mental freedom, like not caring. Not, I feel yeah. like sometimes like moving through the day, there's this overarching I don't even know how to explain it. Like negative umbrella of like, what is everybody going to think if I decide to do something different with my life? And I mean, I'm coming like neighbors. I mean, in-laws, I'm like literally everybody. So there's physical freedom and there's mental freedom, I guess. And I want to see how this all played into your decision and how uh, you moved through this. It's huge. It's so huge. So let's talk about let's talk about the physical freedom first and then we can go into the mental because I want to paint the picture of what's possible. And then, cause the hard work is the mental. <laughs> like, yeah. so I think that for me, where I got to in that process and you, you referred to it, you got to get still, you got to get quiet. Listen, I'm this like over, I can be a very overachieving drive, drive, drive kind of person. And I, I don't, I don't mind that component, but I want it on my terms. Okay. So Right. I didn't want at five o'clock on a Friday for my boss to say, oh my gosh, we have to meet with this executive on Monday. I need this presentation done by 8 a.m. Monday. Mm. I was done anxiety. with anxiety. Done so with anxiety. That. That, that was taking from my time with my family, but not I know. my time, my mental time, my, my, my joy with my family right yeah. now. Could I have gone back and what I know now being a certified mindset coach, like, I could have managed my mindset better then for, for certain. And if there was one thing I, I would have gone back and done that where I could have like maybe made that a little bit better for myself while I build instead of like trying to escape. I feel like I was in this. Right. Escape, exactly. Because right? there's a difference and, there. Not everybody has there. the opportunity to escape or wants right. to. Exactly. Escape, but it's so the, that it's I wanted to get away from. Right. I, I wanted, I, so even as I've built my own business, what's fascinating is I could probably have this business already be twice the size that it is right now, like in terms of like revenue and everything. But I didn't because I even, I'm building this by design. I am building this business to be in alignment with my core values. And the biggest core value, well, the two huge core values that I started to really notice through this process of asking, well, what do I want? What do I want? What do I want? Over and over and over again, right? I want joy in what I'm doing and time freedom. Mm -hmm. The money can follow, but I have to lead with those two things. If I'm not having fun and if it's encroaching on my my ability to have flexibility and my time freedom, mm -mm. like then it's, it's a no, it's a no for me. And that's, it's been a no for me and how I've, I've built my business too. It's been very, very deliberate, 
but the, what I started to notice when I was so back at IBM trying to figure this out, because this is what I think everyone thinks. They think they got to find their purpose, right? Well, what is it? Here's what I'm going to be. This is my belief. Doesn't necessarily mean everyone believes this, but this is what I believe. I believe we've always been on, I call it the purpose path. We've always been on our purpose path. Always. It's just think of like yourself as a train, like you're, you're a train, you're on the tracks and you're driving through life and you are on your purpose path. Like you are on the tracks, but society and all these stories of how it's supposed to be and the jobs we're supposed to have and what's okay and what's not okay and risky and not risky and all these things basically have come down and like piled stuff on top of our, uh, on top of the path. And it's almost like, cause we talk about it. I always talk about Groundhog Day or like we're going in a loop and it's almost like, because that path is blocked, we just kind of keep going in this loop, like this loop pattern of this train. But what I just want people to know is you just got to clear that path. You don't have to go find anything and it's a process. It doesn't also happen like this. It's like, you're kind of removing these things piece by piece until you're like, clearly sailing down that path again. And I will tell you that that probably took me 2017 till about 2021. Early last year is when I was like, oh, this is super clear now. Like so, 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 so clear. So I was still working the business. I had left in 2018 from the job. But like the very first thing I, I did was I, I started a brick and mortar boutique. I didn't start as a coach. I didn't think that was possible. So again, I just started to like, well, I took the next step and then I took the next step. And in doing it, released another boulder or another barrier on that path until the train was like, right, right now I'm like, like, let's go. Like we are going, I'm, I feel like I am flying down my purpose path now. So don't worry about finding it and figuring it out. It's like we try to force it and it's really challenging. You just got to take the next step as it gets presented. Like for you, you start a podcast. You know yeah. what? Starting a podcast was one of the very first things that I did in 2018 when I knew, yeah, this boutique thing was fun. This is not what I wanted to do. Talk about not having the freedom that I wanted, right? And so that's when I discovered, oh, I wasn't just trying to escape corporate. I was also trying to have more time freedom. And I just put myself in another prison by having a brick and mortar boutique that mm-hmm. needs to be open to the public, yeah. you know, these hours. But you know what? I had to take that step to get to the next step. So I think we want to just fly over to here and like skip all the steps, but it doesn't really usually work that way. And so you just got to take the next one. And then that reveals the next thing. And then that reveals the next one. And it's just kind of that visual of like, you're just removing the blocks going down that purpose path because you're already on it. And you'll look back and you'll feel the breadcrumbs. You'll have seen things from when you were younger that you're like, oh, of course. Oh, of course, you know, it all makes sense now. Right. Like you feel like for me, it's like, I don't know. I just as an example, like I wanted to start a podcast because I love to talk and I love to connect with people and I love to share. And I, I I need that connection. I need the vulnerability out there. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to be the vulnerable person and people come back and come back to me and say, Hey, thanks for sharing. I really needed that this week or something like that. And that feels good. And that feels good for me right now. And like, it brings me back home. It's that feeling of something like right now. You like, just removed a boulder off your path. Yeah. There's more. There's more there. Oh, for sure. Totally. But-, but here's what's so cool. 
that gets rewarded because the next hit comes. Here's what happens, right? People block the hits that come. So you get the hit and then you don't take the action. The hits stop coming, the downloads, the intuitive hits stop coming. And you can, whether you believe that's from the universe, from God, from your, you know, just your own intuition and your soul, whatever, but they, they come. And what happens is we block them. And there's a book that I have behind me that probably changed everything for me when I was on this quest. So back, it's called the top five regrets of the dying. And oh, it's a part of this, but it's amazing. And I, my little guy, again, who's eight, I, he must've been like, you know, a year and a half or two when I was reading it. And it was all about those people that they just would, they'd yeah. hear the hits, but they wouldn't take them. And so their, their, their paths were blocked forever. Right. And to reach the end of your life and to say things like, I wish that I had done and you fill in the blank, or I wish that I hadn't lived a life others wanted me to live. That was the big one that hit me. That's one of the top five regrets to that. I wish that I didn't live the life that others wanted me to live. And that is what I had been doing. My parent, from my parents to my grandparents to, you know, what we were taught and all the things I had been living a life that someone else thought I should be living, not me. And even at that point now, my family, my husband and kids thought I should be living because, hey, they were they were living the good life. Right. So it's they like, do, right. So you you just have gotten to a point where this is how I think of it. Like I was a good little girl. Right. Like I always did everything I was told. And as a result of that, I kind of got to where I am. Right. So I went to school. I got good grades. I went to college. I graduated pretty high in my class. I got a decent job. I did what I was told. I was trained. I learned. I got, I got a little bit better. I got a little bit better. I got a little bit better, promoted myself. That made me go to the job that I, to the next job and that job, I went to another job and like, here I am today. Right. I've also checked the boxes. I got, I got married. I bought a house. I had the kid. I had the second kid, right? I checked all the boxes, crossed everything off the list, which is what society trains us to do. And I think a lot of women with these, like, you know, as a recovering perfectionist, as I always like to say, but we have these kind of perfectionist mindsets. It, it feels good to check those boxes to say, look at everything I've done, look at where I am. But then you get to that point where you, like I just said, like the kids are out of the house and you sit down and it's quiet and you're like, how did I get here? Like, what am I even doing? And what am I creating next? Exactly. We are creators. We're creators. And so what you just, what you just shared is so normal. It is such the normal path because the thing we're supposed to create next has been told to us, right? So we know like, okay, the next thing you're going to create is you're going to create an excellent graduation from high school. Okay, great. Got to get all the good grades to hit that. Okay. Created done. Okay. Now you got to go create an incredible four years of college. You get fantastic grades and graduate top of your class. Okay. Done. Okay. What's next? Okay. Now you got to get that job. And so then the the house and the marriage and the kids and, and right. And that's why of course what happens and I'm, kind of been coining the term lately that it's kind of like, you know, in midlife, I don't even like that word anymore because who knows what that means anymore. I mean, we're living so long now, but at some point it's kind of like, it's this midway. It's like, we're done with all that creation. We have this, it's like this midlife creation. We have this, it's all of a sudden this call, it's this pull 
I, I'm going to be deep here and say, I believe it's actually a, like a soul transformation, a spiritual mm-hmm. transformation, because okay. we're like ready to finally like, okay, no one's telling us what the next thing is. Like what, wait for retirement? Like that's what I'm doing? Like, no, thank you. Right. Right? Like, I don't want to wait to maybe pick up a hobby then. Like, right. that's not what I want to do, right? So we are creators. And and what happens is, is that we all of a sudden hit that point in that quiet, those quiet moments. And like, it starts to come. And I think the more that we can normalize that that's totally normal. Where I think some people, why, why do you think people start calling it a midlife crisis? Mm. Right? Because it's bad. Right. Well, no, it's not. It's that we're meant to create. We are creators. And when that stops, we feel really like, of this big gap in our life. It's so interesting. I just want to add something like yeah. I had a friend recently. Uh, we were just talking about getting a puppy, right? So she has three kids, both of her husband, her and her husband both work and now they're getting a puppy. And she was like, well, I would have another kid, but my husband really doesn't want to have another kid. And you know, we already have enough on our plates and stuff like that. So they're, so they're getting the puppy. And she said something to me like, why do I feel this need to always have like the one more, like the one more. And and in my mind, I started thinking about this and we didn't actually end up, we'll we'll have that conversation another time, but I just was thinking about it. And I'm like, I wonder if it's just this like constant need to keep ourselves busy to avoid maybe this exact thing, this exact conversation around like what's next. Maybe I'm afraid of what's next. Right. So I'm going back to the comfort of what I know already. And no one talks about it. So of course you're weird. That's what people like. Exactly. We're weird, but we're not. No, it's just that no one talks about it. Right. And the more women I talk to, the more they're like, yeah, that's how I feel. But no one's talking about that. Nobody talks about any of this stuff. So like, here you are, like, I feel like I'm just a different person. I am one of those deeply feeling kids, highly sensitive, whatever term you want. Like I sit here and I think, and I say this to my husband, he laughs at me all the time. He's like, I don't want to have a big, intense conversation about life. Like right now. And I'm like, but I do. You can call me anytime. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) I always want to have a deep conversation about life because I love that. And I, and I try, and again, this is what I'm doing through the podcast. Like as, as I'm turning like little things, like buying the sports bra at Target on impulse into like literally a conversation about what my soul craves. And I, and that's because I, it's so, it's so important to me that it it, it has bigger meaning than that. There's so much more. I'm crazy. (laughs) No, but that's the thing. You're not, it's just, no one talks about any of this. And that's why, like I say, I, I love the word ignite. Ignite is our, my word. It's in our branding. It's like part of my, it's my mission. You know, the flame is one of our symbols in our logo. It's like, because we're kind of walking around asleep because we think we should be like the second people start talking about this, it's all of a sudden like, wait, what? Like you think this way too. And you think this way too. And, you know, because let's go to that second part of the question you asked around the mindset. Yeah. Listen, not everyone is going to feel that way especially here's the thing. It can be very threatening for people. Okay. It can be very threatening for people when you do, especially in your circle. Okay. So it's for all everyone listening. This is really important because the mindset it requires, and then I'm going to have some tips for you on like how to like bolster that mindset. 
the people around you that you love and care about the most and your circles of friends that you have at this time, there are not going to be a lot of them most of the time that are like, that's an amazing idea. You yeah. should totally leave that job and go do this. Let me tell you it like I protected that very much because I knew I didn't just go tell everyone until it was, a, it was happening. So I didn't like, I spent again, just like you, I was the good girl who ever did everything good. I also tended to ask other people for their opinions on things, especially adults. Like, so I would ask my parents or I would ask other people, you got to let that go. Yes. We got to let that go. (laughs) Only ask someone that has exactly what you desire, whether or not it's a good idea or not. If they do not, do not ask them. Like, do not ask, you know, someone that you know, that you know is already miserable in their job if you should go and do this, it's extremely threatening to that person because you yeah. like, they're trying to protect their choices Yeah, their, yeah. And, and their journey and their story. And, and it can seem crazy. So hold your goal and your desire to the chest and then, and really make sure that you are talking to others that like are doing those kinds of things or have what you desire, all of that. I made sure I did that early on, but what you you do have to do is you have to work on your own mental and really your thoughts and your feelings. I like to think of mindset as thoughts and feelings together because sometimes we'll have a feeling and we can't really quite attach it to what thoughts driving it, or we'll have a thought and, you know, we can't really figure out how we feel about something. To me, it's the whole thing, right? It's like your thoughts and your feelings. And Mm -hmm. you've got to like work to shore that up to let go of what other people are going to think, what they're going to say, anything. And then you own your story. So I've had to own my story every time that I've made the change. Yep. We're downsizing. Yep. I'm, I'm opening a boutique. Oh, I'm selling the boutique because now I'm becoming a coach and I'm starting this business. And you can feel the energy of people where they're like, what, like, what is, what is she doing? This is crazy. Let them say it. You've got to get okay with that. Now, the way that you get okay with that Surround yourself with other people. So very early on, I I made sure I was in a mastermind with other female entrepreneurs doing crazy things like me. I always worked with a coach, always. Like right now, I'm working with a spiritual coach because I'm going way deeper on the like the the inner stuff and spirit and all that kind of stuff. But all along the way, wherever I was and whatever I needed, I made sure I was working with someone. Because I loved my friends and family, but they weren't going to be my inner circle for like helping my mindset. Like they couldn't possibly be. I feel like what they do is just like, if you're feeling like you just said as the example, like, yeah, I just downsized. I don't have the same life as I used to. And people will judge. If you have even like one tiny ounce of shame there talking to the wrong people about it, it it's just going to make that shame grow. So I feel like, yes, you need people that are going to be supportive of you. And that's where sometimes like we get stuck. Like that's where I get stuck. I know. Like if I, I I have these days where I'm just like, who do I even talk to? And sorry, but my husband isn't the right person because he's not in that like frame of mind. So no, it can, and and everyone has a different, like it can be really challenging with the spouse. It's one of the biggest things I hear with our clients. It's like, you know, when their spouse isn't totally on board and, and then who are they talking to? Because if you think about it, I mean, I, I didn't have anyone close by either. I mean, I love my friends that are the moms of my kids. Like think about who we surround ourselves with people at work, our spouse, 
are family and then usually friends for the most part, especially once you start having kids that are just the parents of the kids' friends. friends it's yeah. like, right? it's just like little microcosm. And I can tell you right now, like I probably have one person, one in all of that circle that I just shared that I talk about any of this stuff with. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, you know, so like, so true, not going to probably be in your, cause here's, here's how we know this. You would already be making bold moves. If there was people like that in your inner circle, think about that for a moment. Yeah. If we were surrounded by people like or even had that one person, we would have already gravitated to them and we would have already been having these discussions and we probably would have already made, taken action. Right. But we don't typically have that in our circle because most people aren't thinking these things like or outwardly, they're protecting themselves from it. They're probably where I was or you were for so many years where I was like, push that down someday. This is crazy. Why am I even thinking of any of this stuff? This is crazy. Right. And so I just stuff it down. That's why it's so important to get out of your circle and to literally, it's funny. I don't know if you've ever read the book, Think and Grow Rich. I love it. I, I yeah. think it's phenomenal. It's a really challenging book to read sometimes. So I'm actually, the book that I'm writing right now, I'm kind of seeing it as the female version of Think and Grow Rich in a lot of yeah. ways. It's the same principles. It all, it all works. But he talks about when you've got a big goal and a desire, it's not just about making money. It's about any desire, any goal, any dream that you're going after. You've got to protect it. You've got to be careful who you share it with. And you have to develop persistence in you to be able to make it happen because you're going to have the people that are going to say things. You're going to have, you know, the, the naysayers. And he says that, so you got to do two big things. You got to close your mind tightly to those around you that are naysayers. He goes, he even says in a thing, he says, even family and friends, because they're going to probably be them. You know, they don't mean to be, but they are. And he says, make sure that you surround yourself with others in a mastermind. He uses the word mastermind back then, you know, 1913 or whatever it was, yeah. mastermind to so that you are around those that are going to give your desire life and are going to help you yeah. stay in the energy that you need to stay in to keep going towards it. Yeah. And that is the truth. Like hands down, like, I don't mm -hmm. know what I would be without the people that I've met and worked with over these last six years. That's been huge for me. Yeah. It's finding your people. And yep. is what I, is what I like to call it. And you're right though. Like I could, like, I'll go up for a run and I'll listen to a podcast and on something and I'll be so inspired and I'll have all these ideas and things that I want to like talk about on the show. And then I come back and it's just like screaming children. My yeah. husband's like, the house is a mess. I'm leaving. And it's just like, yep. <laughs> you know? so let's talk about, let's talk about that. This is, so, I think this is going to be really important for everyone to hear. So listen, I'm going to like, I'm going to, this is the, so the transformation from a mindset standpoint that is so powerful is being able to stay in that energy regardless of this stuff. So this is what I call it, right? So listen, this is what I tell my clients all the time. You guys are going to love this, right? So we all have our battlegrounds for where our paradigms and our programming is battling like our soul and our spirit, right? Our energy, right? And it's in different places for different people. For some people, it's their health and wellness. Like they may be able to come back after listening to a podcast and being in the house and the laundry and it doesn't get them down. 
but like they're not taking care of themselves and they're not like when they think about working out or exercising like like the battle the battle is on like you really need to do this no I don't want to do it like the battle right it's going for me it's the kitchen I call it the kitchen the kitchen is my battleground the kitchen is my battleground for where I take on everyone else's energy you know if the husband comes home and is in in not in a great mood or the kids didn't have a good day at school and it's dinner time and the laundry is on the kitchen table and I got to clear that so that we can eat the dinner and da 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 right we're all the same okay so real (laughs) it's staying in that energy that I choose to be in regardless of that has dramatically changed my entire family. Like, I mean, it's changed my marriage. Yes. It's cha- I don't yell at my kids. I used to be a yeller. I used to yell at my children. Okay. Um, like not cause I, I was mean, but like, I just had no patience. So it was always like, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. Or like, whatever, whatever, like get in the car. Like my energy was, it was terrible. And it was like, oh, I hated it. I don't really ever get there anymore. And it's because of this work. It's because of doing this work. And here's the thing. I too can go out for a walk, listen to a podcast and be like, like literally as high as a helium balloon. Okay. Like just like, woo, right. That's easy. That's easy. Of course. (laughs) The hard work, the battleground is your place. It could be your job. It could be the kitchen. It could be whatever your battleground is. Can you practice into that energy with the right tools and the right approach and things, all that, so that even in those, in the, like the heaviest of places like that, you can still be that light. And when you can do that, one, your joy is so huge, but two, the ripple effect on your family is unbelievable. And for whether we like it or not, for most of us, we are the energy force in our home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're the energy force yes. and we can't expect it to come from someone else. It is us. And what I think when we own that and we say, you know what, I got to go first. I got to do this work on me first. And you, you can really be that shining light. It's, it's phenomenal. And I'm not saying I'm being a martyr because we all can go down that path. I'm saying being like an energetic light, no matter what's going on. It changed my relationship with my middle child, my son, Jack, he's now 17. But when he was nine, 10, 11, 12. It was so hard. I used to cry on my kitchen floor because, you know, the other two just did what I told them to. So everything was fine there because they did what I said. He didn't behave the way that I believed he should be behaving. And, you know, and like we would, it was awful. I I just would cry and I'd be like, but why why is he this way? And why am I a bad mother to him? And why it was just this Mm -hmm. awfulness. Right. Go into this and then I shame spiral. Yeah. Shame spiral. And, and, but like the kid was such a free, he is me. Like he has so much of me in him. Yeah. And I doing this work on me, I learned how to be able to, like, I call it, um, like you ever see the movie, the matrix or any movie where like you can slow yes. down time. Yes. Like I've learned how to slow down time in the moment instead of reacting, I'm responding. So he could have been like, he doesn't do this anymore because he's 17, but like when he was 12, 13, like screaming at me or this or that, or that I could like literally just see him as like love. Oh my gosh. That's so hard to do. It's so hard to do. So hard to do. It's so hard to do, but no one's ever taught us. Yeah. That's why. Is this what you teach? Yes, this is what I teach. This is the mindset work. 
how to be consciously aware that your reactions are simply your patterns and your, you know, how you respond. Cause that's how he acts this way. I go this way. Yep. Right. Yep. I, I, I'm, I've been using it now hugely in my marriage. I kind of start, yeah. start, with, start with one thing at a time. Right. And for me, my, it was a huge shift in my relationship with myself, then my relationship with my son. Meanwhile, I thought I was doing this work just to grow my business. That's what the yeah. funny part. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Well, a lot of women all- come to us to, to like, like help me with my mindset to grow my business. And then they're like, oh my God, I'm like, I have a better relationship with my kids and my relationship with my husband is so much better. And this, and it's like, yes, because it's all intertwined. It's all you do part. one thing is how you do everything, right? Like yes. it's all mindset. 100%. And it's, it's the, the biggest gift ever, but the, you know what? No one taught us this. No one taught us this. What we were taught were how kids should behave, how marriages should be, how mothers should be. And so you had all these shoulds in these boxes. And then of course, if something's not going the way I can remember having my very first child and I thought having a newborn was going to be like this and it should be like this. And it was nothing like that. I was like, why is she crying all of the time? You know, and I was crying all the time and it was like, this is not how it's supposed to be. All those shoulds and expectations create the suffering. Always, mm-hmm. always. And so learning, and no one's ever taught us. They only taught us all the shoulds. Once you learn how to like clip all those shoulds, see things how for what they really are. Like instead of how Jack should have been acting, I would see him for what he really was. Yeah. That is a beautiful soul who just wanted my love. And I started to just have this mantra. He just wants my love. He just wants my love. He just wants my love. Just it doesn't matter what he's doing right here. He just wants my love and no one else can give him that. Mm-hmm. Oh and my when God. I started acting in that way. He dramatically shifted too. That's amazing. Like I'm thinking of so many examples of just like triggers, right? Like my husband and I just got in this silly, ridiculous argument the other day. We were both like on edge. Cause we had like the kid, we were just weekends are hard and our kids are little and Neither of us did anything for ourselves that day to like help us. And so he was, you know, making dinner and I was like, I'm going to go. Is it okay if I just go out and take a walk? I just need a break. And he was like struggling with like this, like chicken pan in the oven that was like spilling and everything. And he was, and he snapped at me and he was like, no, I need your help right now. And so then I reacted to him and we got like, we got into it and I feel so like, ashamed because we did it over, you know, and I, but I, it was, it's a pattern. Like, this is what happens. Like I reacted to him instead of thinking, you know, instead of being that like calm, like as you kind of said, like, I think of it as like that stabilizing force because I am technically in control of this. Like, this is not not happening in control of their own emotions. That's the thing. It's like, just, again, no one's ever taught us. I call it managing your mindset in the moments. Yeah. Right. Cause it's super easy. Everyone, like, I don't know your listeners may do this. I, I just remember the very beginning of like starting this whole path, like get that right morning routine. And if you get the good morning routine, it's all going to fall place. Well, you know what? The morning routine's easy. But if no one's up and you can do your morning routine and get yourself into a good state of energy or whatever. Great. But how about on the battleground of the day hasn't started right? or the car or the, you know, being at the office of the job that you don't love. That's why I was saying, like, if I could go back 
I could have actually had a wildly different experience even in the job that I hated because I was looking for the job to make me happy. Yes. And that's no one's job but ours. Yeah. And I think that learning how to do that is the biggest gift you can ever have because like it's all those expectations on other things to create the feelings of happiness and all the things that they never can even a business on your own, like me leaving the day job and starting my own business and all those things that couldn't be it either. Right. It has to come from inside. And that, I think learning that is one of the most beautiful things that you can. Oh my gosh, this, that's like incredible. And I think Julie, this is like a perfect kind of way to like Right, we could talk forever. About we could, I could, I could literally spend hours talking about this stuff, but thank you. This is like, it makes so much sense now, right. To me, why I react. And this has been something that's been so I've been struggling with for the last couple of months, for sure. Like just knowing that I react the way that I do to things and just not really knowing why and yes. struggling with my own kind of stuff. Right. So this is so cool. What I would love to do is at this point, like, as just as we're starting to wrap up, like, you know, just let's start to tell the listeners how they can find you. Tell us a little bit about the program that you offer. And yeah, that sounds um, great. So this is so fun. I love talking about this stuff too. I I get so fired up. Like I, while we were talking about how to take my denim jacket off, cause I like, I literally the fire inside of me, like, cause I get so passionate about it. I'm like so hot. So hot. (laughs) It's like that energy, right? It's like that energy. It's incredible. So um, I have a podcast too. It's called Ignite Her Mind. So that's a great way to, you know, if you, if you, anyone liked what they were hearing here, this is the kind of stuff I talk about in the podcast each week. So you're a listener. So, you know, that's easy for you to find Ignite Her Mind. Um, you can go to our site, juliecrd.com. What I do is it's really two, two main things. One, we work with women who are like kind of where I was at in that nursery, like, I don't think I'm where I'm supposed to be. And I don't, this isn't really what I want to do. And so we've got like a year long program. It's such a cool community for women who are kind of in that stage of like, I'm not really sure what it is or they know what it is. And they're just not sure how to take that next step. It's such a mindset thing, you know, to be able to, you know, to, to make those leaps and all of the things. So we have a whole program around that. And then we also, for those women that are like, I know I want something more and they want to become a coach. We actually have a coach certification program. And so what we do is we help women literally, it could be a side gig that they want to start. It could be the plan for them to then be able to leave the day job that they have. Um, whatever we have women like of, all ages in it too, which is the coolest thing. Um, and so we help to certify women as coaches in both mindset and life. And we go, women go on to do anything. They could be general life coaches. They could, some of them are like financial coaches. Some of them are relationship coaches. Some of them are health and wellness coaches. Doesn't actually matter what the niche is. We're humans who have patterns. We're humans who anything that we desire to have a better result in across any of those areas, you need to learn how to manage your your mindset and how to step into taking action regardless of what anyone's going to think and all the things. So we bring we bring them through a whole certification program. And so it's really great for existing coaches to add or for someone that's just starting out and knows they want to build you know, a coaching practice or to become a certified coach and then go work for someone else. So like I have coaches on my team, you know, so there's lots of ways in which it can be leveraged. It doesn't mean you have to go and start your own business from it, which is pretty cool. 
And how does that work? Do you offer that a couple of times a year or like, is it a recurring? Yeah. So it's, so basically we'll do like these fun, big workshops where we teach about um, uh, what it means to be a coach and all those things. And we open enrollment, but in between that process, we, you can apply anytime. So it's ignite coach school, uh, com, ignite coach school.com. It's so fun. Um, and yeah, it's like, we only, we only work with women. I just, that's just my thing. I just yep. like, I think women need this, <laughs> um, totally. but women that come out of our program don't necessarily just work with, 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 uh, with women, but it's important to me. Absolutely. That's why it's my target audience as well. So, oh my goodness, this is awesome. Thank you so, so much, Julie. I really, really appreciate it. I think this is going to be, this is such a fun conversation. I think our listeners are going to get so much out of this. So I really appreciate it. It's so needed. And I just want to acknowledge you and appreciate you you, 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 for doing this podcast, for getting it out there. You're, you're working, you've got kids, but you, you listen to a calling, you listen to one of those intuitive hits that we just talked about and you went for it and it's helping more people than you can imagine and will continue to. So really, you know, big kudos to you for taking that big step. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I'm so excited. I can't wait to get this episode out into the world. So thank you again. And I appreciate your time. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.